All right, recording to the cloud. All right, ready? I'm Nicolette and today we are here with Lisa Marie and Douglas Hatcher. They are co-founders of Communicate for Impact and authors of the book, Win with Decency. Hi guys, how are you? Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. So before we dive into storytelling, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and kind of that journey to storytelling? Okay, sure. Well, my background is in account development and sales. I worked at the Department of Defense when I first got out of college. Um, and then I moved into account development roles for a global financial uh, services firm. And then I was in pharmaceutical sales um, before I stayed home for a while to raise our twins. So um, we started Communicate for Impact three years ago, and we both got on board with that. And um, so I'm helping with that business as well. But why don't you tell them how we started sure. Communicate for Impact? So my background is largely in speech writing. I was a speech writer on Capitol Hill for about 12 years. And then uh, the senator I was working for retired after, I don't know how many decades in office. <laughs> and I had to get a new job and I landed with a financial services firm up here in New York. And through the course of doing that, I primarily was doing speech writing, but toward the end, I had a chance to do a lot of business storytelling. And when I took the jump and decided to start my own company. Fortunately, I have a spouse who was equally interested and we started Communicate for Impact, which is a company that helps people learn how to do business storytelling. Right. And we, we train them. It's either in person or online. We just did a, an awesome webinar with women entrepreneurs from Africa, yes. from oh. Nigeria, Ghana, Ghana, and Kenya. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also gotten a chance to travel to Africa, to Morocco, and to Rwanda. So there's just a lot of amazing stuff that we're getting mm -hmm. to do. But he was doing storytelling training at his previous job. Um, that was kind of one of his last roles there. And he actually will admit that he didn't know what business storytelling was. He was tasked with it. Hey, we need you to train our sales force globally, or not just the sales force, mm -hmm. basically management globally on storytelling. And he's like, uh, okay, so we kind of, you know, figured it out as he went along. It was very well received, and he actually fell in love with it. Um, and when he had an opportunity to go out and do this on his own and brought me in, that's when it, things kind of got rolling. Right. And I tell people that I think we all do business storytelling in one way or another. I mean, you may not realize you're doing storytelling, but when I was in sales, I was doing storytelling. When I was in account development with that client, I was doing storytelling and I didn't know that's what it was called, mm -hmm. but storytelling just comes down to the art and science of making things matter and moving people to act. You're saying something to them, you're communicating with them, you're relating with them to get them to take the action you want, whether it's buying a pen from you or <laughs> becoming a partner with you or whatever it is. So we all need to be business storytellers now. And that's why we think this is so important. So how, how did, uh, how did, how did speech writing really, I mean, I, I know, but how did speech writing really help with, with that? Right. Because that is, you know, speeches are, you know, an art of persuasion or an art, art of storytelling, right? How did that really help with your, you know, when you started this, how did that impact it? Well, it's, it's a great question. It's the same premise. I mean, when you're delivering a speech, you know, there are lots of different kinds of speeches, even in politics, you have uh, campaign speeches and you also have policy speeches. 
but you're trying to make an idea or a topic or an issue resonate with the audience you're speaking with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're doing it to achieve a goal, which in, if you're on a campaign, it's to get their vote. If uh, you're on Capitol Hill, it's to get votes of your colleagues. So there's a clear, I mean, persuasion is part of the whole deal whether it's business storytelling or speech writing, is really the same thing. Yeah, right. So storytelling is about your audience. And your audience could be, um, uh, you know, a uh, customer. It could be an investor. It could be stakeholder. a stakeholder. It could be, it could be voters, right? In, in it could be a voter. So right. it applies to everyone. It's one of the, it, Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about some of, um, I'm going to just, pivot a little bit to your book, Women with Decency, right? Um, you know, you talk about the qualities, you know, those those key qualities that kind of um, should be the core of, of your stories in essence, right? I mean, so which one, right? And, and feel free to tell us what they are. Which one would you say is the most important and which one are companies really messing up? Great, mm, great question. Wow. So okay. before we so, get to go <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Here we go. It's always in my back pocket. Um, so t- let's the, tell them about how the book started. Yeah, but the the, the two things okay. there's the pr- the principles of storytelling, of putting your audience first, grabbing attention, keeping it, moving people to act, and then there are the qualities of storytelling that help you do those things. So the book really mm-hmm. speaks to the qualities part of the equation. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, how did we? Right. So, so let's talk about the, the three qualities that we teach when we're doing storytelling. So we talk about humility. We talk about <clears throat> empathy. We talk about vulnerability. Right. Those are the three first ones we started out with. And then we also talk about gratitude and generosity. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, which one is the, the hardest? It's, which one do you think is the hardest? Humility is the hardest. I was about to say humility is probably hard. I mean, look, companies like politicians naturally care about themselves, right? But that's not the best way to connect. You've got to put your audience first. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, you have to have humility to realize that it's not about you. It's about your audience. Mm -hmm. And part of the problem is people don't have a good working definition Rick Warren, who wrote Purpose Driven Life, is a pastor and an, uh, and an author. He says that humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Ooh. So more of others, okay, yep. So, it's always a tongue twister for me. Right? <laughs> but, but that's, yeah. that's the trick. I yeah. mean, you know, you've got to think about your audience first. And right. you guys have talked about this on a lot of your YouTube videos I've seen, so. Yeah. Yes, we love storytelling, we do. So I, I have a question. So now what, what's the, okay, so you, you guys have been storytelling, right? Both of you in, in your careers, right? What has been the biggest jump or what's the biggest hurdle from being a storyteller, right? Because both of you are obviously natural storytellers in what you've done to actually teaching storytelling. Ooh, you know? ooh that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The, the main thing is ridding people of this idea that it's fluff. Mm -hmm. it's just a story Mm -hmm. it's just fluff the funny thing is it is the single best way to make somebody care about your product and get them to buy it meaning to take an action and lisa marie talked about a pen 
earlier. I don't know if you guys have seen The Wolf of Wall Street. I, I, I know Leonardo where we're DiCaprio, going with the he, goes, yeah. he goes, sell me this pen. Mm-hmm. And they have to go around the table. They all have to try and sell the pen. You know, the whole point is you're not selling the pen. You're selling what the pen can do for you. Let's mm-hmm. say you're running out of ink. I have a pen. So that's, that's you're selling the benefits, not the features. And so the hardest part is get people to see that storytelling is not just not fluff, but it's, it's, it's fundamental. essential to yeah. getting stuff done. Right. And then also, I think, as far as the difficulty of going from storytelling to actually teaching it is simplifying the concept so mm-hmm. that it's everyone can like easily catch on to it and relate to it. And one of the things we say is important about storytelling is cut the jargon for Pete's sake, stop sounding like everybody else and be your unique self and use unique language and keep things simple. So when we create our storytelling webinars and e-courses, we are trying to make it as simple and as clear as possible so people can get the most out of it in a short amount of time and really come away with some very crisp, clean takeaways that they can apply immediately. And, you know, another huge, that's a good point, another huge uh, barrier is people think they know how to do it. Uh-huh. Just like people think they, they know how to give a speech. Oh, if I just had more time, I could write a speech. <laughs> Maybe you can, I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a huge hurdle. People think, well, I know how to tell a story. Yeah. The truth is, when you study Steve Jobs, when you study uh, Warby Parker, lots of other companies, you see some patterns that are worth adopting. Mm-hmm. When can we encourage, I'm sorry, Nicolette. Like what? Oh. Which patterns do you think are, are key to point out? That well, one one is, great. don't just describe something. Description creates information. Stories create meaning. The people, right. people don't buy it. They don't buy on description. The only time description matters is if you're in a crowded theater and someone yells fire, everyone's going to leave. Okay. Okay? But if, for example, one thing we use is a a quote from E.M. Forrester, who's a British novelist. And he says, take a look at these two sentences. The first one is the king died and then the queen died. That's description. Mm -hmm. King died and then the queen died of grief. That's a story. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've had someone tell us that before. Who was it, Brian? I swear there was someone sitting here. We were sitting here. I just got goosebumps because I've heard it before. Oh, my goodness. You just made it up. No one's ever, <laughs> no one's ever heard it before. <laughs> but one of the things, um, you know, Douglas said everybody thinks they know how to do storytelling. But it's amazing when you are talking with people, how many people don't know what business storytelling is. I'll be walking the kids to school and a mom will say, what do you do? Oh, we have a business storytelling training firm. What's that? And these are executives of big businesses in Manhattan that don't know what business storytelling is exactly. And I always fall back to Steve Jobs because when Steve Jobs introduced the iPod, he could have said, It's this many gigabytes, it's this wide, it's this long. He didn't describe it. He said, it's a thousand songs in your pocket. And that's something everyone on the planet can relate to. And that makes them want to buy it. It's a story, it's not description. So when I tell people that's what business storytelling is in a nutshell, they're like, oh, light bulb goes goes off and they can understand it. 
So are these stories really about, um, you know, these are stories that companies, so technically we're talking about incorporating storytelling into your company's content marketing strategy then, right? And, and instead of those, you know, what we see a lot um, are clients who want to list off spec sheets. You know, we do a lot of stuff in, in, you know, engineering. So there's a lot of spec sheets and they just want to list off features and details about products. And here's a product release. Here's my story. Here's my content marketing. And we're like, no, no. Um, you know, and so when, when a company sits down to really start looking at their strategy, um, what is the first thing that they can do you know, once they take a look and they go, okay, we, we, don't, we want to veer away from this just press release mindset and really incorporate some stories. Are there any do's and don'ts you, you have for them if they're getting started? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think one of the first exercises that anyone can do is try to sit down and write your story and everyone's story is unique and a hundred words or less. And we teach the once upon a time structure used by Pixar. It's once upon a time there was, this is the way their things were and every day until one day something changed to make the future better, right? So you end up with a happy ending. So if you sit down and you try to write your 100 page story of what your product is, your brand is, your business is, with that structure saying, this is how it is, this is what we're doing differently, and this is how your life will be better because of our product or whatever we're trying to offer. If you can do that in 100 words, that's the best start that you can get because that will point out to you, am I audience focused, solution focused, or am I my brand logo, colors, jargon focused? Great point. And when I was doing business storytelling workshops at a global financial services firm, different from the one she we worked were at, two, yes. <laughs> um, when I was doing that, I did the once upon a time story structure. I did a workshop just on that with compliance. I mean, can you think of anything more boring than... That's what I was going to say. I mean, if you can make, if you can turn financial, the financial industry into a story, I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, let's walk through it again. Just at least we yeah. laid it out nicely. Uh-huh. Once upon a time and every day until one day because of that, because of that until finally. That's the structure for finding Nemo. That's the structure for finding Dory. It's the structure for Toy Story. It's all of it. Here's why it works. Once upon a time is the world as it is. It's the current state of things. Uh Whatever it is you care about, more importantly, whatever it is your customer or your client cares about, you start with that big statement in every day. That's the recurring problem that's happening with whatever that is in the world. It's the wrinkle. Uh, in the force, whatever they say in Star Wars. Um, so once upon a time, in every day, well, guess what? You don't come into the picture until the third part, which is until one day. Uh-huh. So one day you come in with a solution. You come in with uh, an intervening uh, solution to the problem until one day. Then you go to, because of that, you get a result, a benefit. Because of that, you get a benefit until finally you get what we call the new happily ever after, where because of your solution or your product, your customer believes today is better than yesterday and tomorrow is gonna be better than today. And as someone once said, people don't buy products, they buy better versions of themselves. That's how it all comes full circle. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So let me ask you here's a question. Who do you think, what companies out there, you know, I know you've mentioned Steve Jobs and, and you've mentioned some others, but what companies right now that come to the top of your head when you think about companies that are doing storytelling right? Hmm. It's a great question. And we are actually revamping our workshop as we speak. So we've got some great stuff on our table here. Hmm. And it just so happens that we have an example here. I don't think they can see this. Okay, hold on. Here. Have you guys heard of Warby Parker? Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So... Warby Parker is, I think, one of the very best at what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So here's the case. Uh, very quickly, I had lost, I, I was with my daughter at the, we were all together at the beach. We, I got wiped out by a wave mm -hmm. and lost my sunglasses. Didn't lose my daughter, clearly. <laughs> I'm just really happy to lose my sunglasses. Um, but I had to get a new pair and they were Ray-Bans. They were like 400 bucks. I'm not going to spend 400 bucks. So a friend of mine told me about Warby Parker. Can you see that embossed on there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. So look, I know nothing about these guys. All right. This is what came in the mail. So open the case. What do you see? Nice to see you. It could have been another Warby Parker so who's logo the, or who's something. The is the focus on Warby Parker or is it on you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and then guess what's inside? This is where it absolutely blows my mind. I never would have thought of this. This is what's inside. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's the cleaning cloth, and it's their story in 100 words. Mm -hmm. And it starts with Once Upon a Time, and it goes into They Lost Their Sunglasses on an Airplane. Have you ever lost your sunglasses? Find me someone who's never lost their sunglasses. There's empathy in here all over the place. And guess what? For every pair they sell, they give a pair to someone who needs one. Aw. So they're not just profit-driven, they're purpose-driven. It's one for one. And guess what? They look... They look great. They look pretty Does cool. Does he look handsome? <laughs> I mean, come on, where's the beast, people? <laughs> so they're one company, another. Yes, Bombas. Another, tell them about Bombas. We love Bombas in our house. Bombas socks. And when we fe actually featured their um, Shark Tank uh, pitch mm -hmm. um, in, our, in our Storytelling for Startups course. Um, you, you can yeah. talk to a little bit. They were after uh, Damon John because he's the retail guru, yeah. right? He was their target shark. And why don't you talk well, about it a little bit? We use the once upon a time story structure. Their pitch follows it to a T, mm -hmm. which is just kind of crazy. Um, but they're a company that understands how to use storytelling, understands one for one. For every pair of socks they sell, they give a pair of socks to someone who's homeless. Mm -hmm. They found out when they started this idea that the number one thing that people in homeless shelters needed or wanted was socks. Yeah. So they wove that into their uh, their company. Um, and they're great socks. And, and guess yeah. what? Of all the people on Shark Tank, the history of Shark Tank, Bombas is the most profitable, $100 million valuation currently, and they're on track to a billion over the next couple of years. Storytelling matters. It does matter. It does matter. Brian, do you want to talk any more about storytelling? Uh, sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> she's like, you have any other random questions? That's really what I'm asking. Oh, okay. Okay. She asked me for any questions. I'm trying to be nice, man. Here, here's, here's my thing. How do companies, right? There's a lot of companies with long histories. 
right? So, and we talked about that, like, you know, history versus storytelling or, you know, facts versus just storytelling or listening out things. So how do companies that are out there now that currently are in like Warby Parker, where they're, they're telling that story or giving back, how do they go about changing the perception, right? Or how do they go about going and giving back and telling their story in a different way if they've been in existence for whatever, you know, pick a, pick a time frame? Great point. Um, so you're talking about incumbents, right? And in politics, we have incumbents also. Um, I think the win with decency qualities really come into play. Humility, empathy, vulnerability, gratitude, generosity. If you just look at humility alone, if you get people to shift their mindset from themselves all the time to their customer, that is just fundamental and people think they do it, but they don't do it. And I'm gonna give you an example of a company that does do it in just a second. Um, humility is critical. It's what keeps you from getting disrupted. It keeps you from getting, uh, having blind spots that can disrupt you. It keeps you learning continuously. The landscape is, if you think the landscape is shifting now, in two years, it's gonna to be totally different. And you have to be a continuous learner. What helps you do that? Humility. Let me give you an example of a company that really gets this. In every meeting in a conference room at Amazon, there is an empty chair. The empty chair stands for the customer. Jeff Bezos, whether you like him or not, is as customer focused as anybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. it is, it's paid off. But how do you get to that point? Empathy, you have an empty chair, you're gonna start thinking about your customer. You're gonna have more empathy. Um, all these traits are critical vulnerability. How are you gonna connect with people? If your story is positive, 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 which most corporate stories are, people don't believe it, they're not going to care. They're not going to relate to it. You've got to change how you, people want authenticity, humility, empathy, vulnerability together equals authenticity. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I get it, but I don't really see how you get people to change. Well, a lot of the companies that <laughs> companies that are most successful, I have to tell you have very strong leadership mm -hmm. and the leaders are the ones that are creating the company culture to practice these qualities and it's Satya, Satya Nadella and it's it's it Bezos and it's it's people that really see the value and they're and they are getting their company culture um, immersed in this and there was a study done by the University of London and the University of Pennsylvania that said it only takes 25% of a group to reach the social the tipping point for social change mm -hmm. so if you incorporate this in your culture and if if just 25 percent of your group your department your division your company can start um putting this into their value system these qualities yeah. that we're talking about it can make a difference and lead the way that's but good you, you got to live your story right you can't you gotta live your story you got to live your story that's a, such a nadella the quality that he prizes above all qualities is empathy and it's what he talks about all the time. He, and to show you how humility and empathy come together with Nadella, with Nadella, um, he says, he, he, he gives people a story about himself. He does this on college campuses especially. And the story about himself is when he was first interviewing with Microsoft. 
and they're going through the usual sort of spiel and he's doing the Della, very smart guy doing a great job. At the end of the uh, interview, the guy interviewing him says, look, I've got a question for you. I, I ask this question to every candidate. You're in your car, you're at a stoplight, and you notice on the side of the road, there is a baby alone in a baby carriage with nobody else around. What do you do? Adela says, I call 911. And the guy said, that's the wrong answer. You get out, you get out of your car and you go get that baby and you try to figure out where the parents are. He says this about himself. The point is, you have to have empathy. Put yourself in the position of assuming this child has just somehow been left. I don't know what's going on. Think about how you can help. Don't just call somebody on the phone. Right. I think that's a really nice way to end. Um, we want to thank you so much, Lisa Marie and Douglas. And we want please tell everybody where they can find out more about your storytelling, um, where they can find out more about you, your book, please, please tell us. Okay, so our website is communicate the number four impact.com. And there you can find um, our um, e-course on business storytelling. And you can also find our book, When With Decency, How to Use Your Better Angels for a Better Business. You can, you can get a e-version of this on our website. You can also get it at, on Amazon and Smashwords. And Kindle. Well said. Yeah. So we hope to hear from some people. <laughs> Maybe we should start using it when we talk to clients. I don't know. <laughs> They're difficult. So <laughs> subscribing to your podcast, which is a great podcast. Thanks. Thank you so Thanks. much, guys. And thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.